Have you set a course for your life? Do you do that every day? Knowing what you want is intention. Knowing how to get there is a study in conscious action. This is a show about living consciously. It is about our choices, our hopes, our dreams, our work, our loves, our vision, and the practice of healing and becoming. Welcome to Cruising in the Light and Shadow. Hello, I am Sheila Marie, also known as Kicha. And I am Inanna Moon, also known as Inanna. (laughs) So little known fact, we are in Burbank, California, and it is about 100 degrees. So we have um, some air running in the studio. (laughs) So if you hear a hum, that's what that is. You're hearing all of Burbank (laughs) on air conditioning. Yes. (laughs) And um, today we have a very special guest. Um, I I met this woman a few years back, and she has literally saved me in many ways. (laughs) Her name is Regina Lark. She has a PhD. Her company is called A Clear Path. And um, oh my gosh, she will come and organize your life. Yes, I may be calling her soon. (laughs) Hi, Regina. Hi, Regina. How are you? (laughs) I'm wonderful. How are you? Wonderful. We're good. Um, So, I, I would love for everyone to hear it from your mouth. What exactly do you do of the many things you do? Oh, <laughs> I, I get calls from people who are experiencing a lot of um, pain, uh, psychic pain, what I call psychic debris. Oh yeah. Um, yes. They feel their feelings that they describe are overwhelmed, frustration, um, anxiety, depression, um, and they're calling as a result of feeling unable to deal with on on many levels, psychically, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Uh, with with the stuff in their place. So the people who call me have uh, a lot of, of clutter. Their spaces are filled with stuff. And they reach out to me when they've reached some type of tipping point in their life. Uh, and they just, they, they just don't know how to deal with it. They, um, a lot of folks, this is a chronic situation. Yes. Uh, they, I, I, for example, the first thing we declutter people of, one of the first things we declutter in most people's homes are all the books they have on how to get organized. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is so true. That Oh my gosh. Because I'll say that the books were written for me and the way my brain is hardwired mm-hmm. and not written for the folks who actually need help. The help, yes. So Let- I can read... A book and it makes sense to fold it this way and put it in the drawer <laughs> this way because I possess really good time management skills mm-hmm. I, and I and and it's because I know how long it takes me to do a load of laundry and I, I know how long it takes me to sort my clothes I mean all of these are it's a, a sequence of events and and I can fold it and put it away this way Forever after. Right. right. Let's go back just for a moment and and um, let me ask you: How did you get started? How does someone <laughs> become the person that people call to help them declutter? The organizing goddess. So how how does a PhD in history turn into piled higher and deeper? Is that what you're asking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> piled higher and deeper. So here, I really want to know now. <laughs> so here's the story. Uh, so in my family of origin, there are six of us, and four of us are like me, and two of us need us. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay, all right. Now, now, I didn't know that until I actually started this, but my doctorate in history um, took me to uh, a career the doctorate took me to a career where I was um, teaching uh, history and women's study community women's studies community college classes, and then I became a director at a major university. Ooh, nice! And um, 
And, and the job could have been very wonderful and creative and very entrepreneurial. I had, it was, it was a very exciting job position to be hired to. Uh, but my, um, my supervisor was a textbook bully. Oh, and, uh, I'm, I'm a textbook whistleblower. So, <laughs> yes, so. we love you even more. <laughs> that didn't, didn't work out too well. And so I was in this position for three years and eight months uh, before I was actually laid off, I had gone, uh, I've been looking, I, I, I networked with people who I thought had cool jobs. And, um, and then toward the end of that eight months, I went to Jerusalem to visit a good friend of mine who lives in the old city. And um, I was there on a three-week vacation. And while I was there, I called her up at, at her job. And I, I said, Nadra, I don't want to be a tourist today. How about if I do your kitchen? <laughs> and and she, you know, oh I can just my. hear her over the phone. She goes, Hafifti, what does that mean? What and is I, that? Said, <laughs> I, I said, I don't really know, but your girls are in their 30s and you got sippy cups in the cupboard. <laughs> and so... You're receiving messages. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> and so I just, I went into the shops in the old city. I speak neither Hebrew nor Arabic. So I had to pantomime with these poor shop owners that I, you know, pointing to the back of the cash register. Can I have that empty box? And, um, and so I got the empty boxes. I brought them up to her apartment and I spend the day doing what I do. And she came home and she was startled to see 85% of the kitchen now in boxes in the living room. And, uh, but we, I talked her through my decisions and she agreed with about 85%. Okay. of how I didn't think anything of it, went back to my job, and a week later, I get a call from the dean uh, of the institution where I was, I was directing, and uh, I met the dean that afternoon uh, who was flanked by my supervisor and the head of HR. And I, 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 I had a moment of giddiness. I realized that the goddess of jobs was just about to do for me what I clearly had not been able to do for to myself. Do for, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I call that a synchronicity from spirit. Absolutely, yes. And and I was told that my unit was being dismantled and my position eliminated. And mm-hmm. I and I thanked them. And I I was gone from the job in about seven days. Well, this was also um, the beginning of. Uh, the Great Recession, the first Great Recession of the 21st century, <laughs> and um, uh, it was. I and I had. I was just about to turn 50 years old, and I had never not had the next thing to go to. I've always worked since I was 15 years old, and right. and I found myself um, unemployed and rather surprised by that. <laughs> Thinking me, hello, and and. Um, and so a couple of months into unemployment, I said to my roommate, I said, well, I'm going to organize until something better comes along. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Virgo? And, and, no, I'm actually a, a Libra. I'll oh, be thank you. I, yeah. October. Oh. I actually thought you might be a Libra because I am also. So <laughs> I, I tell really people funny. I'm a well-balanced Libra. Yeah, well, good for um, you. <laughs> So you so can actually I, let the feelings go. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, did. I, I, I actually, anyway, I could go on a whole yeah, thread no, about that. But, um, so we, look, we looked up organizers in our zip code, and uh, the first person to come up was a woman named Catherine Macy. And I looked at her website, and she's got a, a Ph.D. in uh, mechanical engineering. And I thought, <laughs> wow, organizers are smart people. And so Catherine was known to my roommate in a completely different capacity. Oh. And uh, Catherine, uh, my roommate called Catherine. Catherine invited us over for dinner. Catherine told me everything there was to know at that point about the world of professional organizing she had been in it for two and a half years she was um she had small children and um uh, so she she understood clutter definitely yeah 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 Yeah, i I mean she she'd been in her business for two and a half years and was just you know ramping it up and becoming successful and uh she hired me as an assistant 
and I was hired to declutter the boys' bathroom in Brentwood. Oh. Oh, my. And it was it was a big stinky mess, and <laughs> there, was just, there was stuff all over the place. And the defining feature of this bathroom were dozens of the boys' sports buttons. They're three inches in diameter, and it shows the kids in their uniforms with bats and balls and soccer balls and all that. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, who needs all these freaking buttons? But, uh, but well, <laughs> but I, I didn't question it at the time. I just was doing what I was told to do. And I went into the garage. I found some rope and I braided the rope and I draped one, one strand around one mirror and the other strand around another mirror. And I, and I stuck, I decided boy A was going to have this sinking mirror and boy B was going to have this. And I Ooh. stuck the buttons in the rope. And the mother came to, to review my handiwork at the end of the day. And she looks at the countertop and the drawers and the cupboard of this bathroom. And then <laughs> she's standing in the doorway. And, and I watch her eyes go to the mirrors. <laughs> and she, she, she puts her hand to her throat. She gasps. And tears came to her eyes. And she said, you made art out of the buttons. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I, oh, I said, yes, I did. <laughs> Who knew I could be that clever? <laughs> and, and it was really within, within a couple of three weeks, I, I figured out that somebody like me is needed in every area of human life, womb to tomb. Ooh. So mm-hmm. we will we will set up a nursery for a new family. Oh my gosh, Dad. And and we will clear out the estate when the elders have passed. Oh, that is beautiful. Amazing. Oh my and gosh. And then it's every arc every place in the arc of life. Yes. Right. I there are organizers that. doing financial. There are people doing um digital um oh. organizing. There are people who are Oh, I need that. Um, working specifically with um, busy parents of small children. There are those doing um, senior downsizing, boomer upsizing, you know, millennial right sizing. I mean, the, and, and moving, right? You do moves? You help and then move. we do moves and relocations. But, oh. but what I discovered <laughs> along the way Tremendous. is that the work, the, the people who need somebody like me in their life are often, and I'm, this, is, this is just based on my experience, and these are the folks who call me. I do have arguments. I do, have, I do debate with other organizers um, who, who don't see this, but I think a lot of people who need um, a professional organizer are often chronically disorganized. And, right. And uh, let me ask you a question. What chronically disorganized? Let's let's hold on to that because I want to get back there. What does clutter do to us? I think also it's, it it's a, me. some of it is a matter of consciousness. So, what does clutter do to us, and what does decluttering do for us? I think clutter resonates in a variety of ways for everyone on, on different people. So there are folks that I, that I work with who feel that um, they, they feel unproductive, that they, have, that they have the ability in them to do more, but because they don't have a clear space, because they're not able to find their things, um, I'm going to step back. I'm going to step back, and and this is where we do need to talk about chronic disorganization. Because, yes, please. Um, chronic disorganization. Uh, step back. Being organized requires that somebody is um, able to have a good relationship with time. Mm. That they're able to have a good relationship with their emotions. That they have an ability to think linearly. That they have the ability to think sequentially. That they are, um, uh, that they're able to plan. That they don't procrastinate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And all of these 
skill sets, if you will, reside in the part of our brain called the executive functions. If if your listeners were to look up the words executive function, Mm -hmm. they would likely get a, a image of a brain showing the prefrontal cortex. And, and I think of my executive function as a smart woman with a business suit and a briefcase. <laughs> she just gets Regina everywhere she needs to go. I'm, I'm on task, on time, I have a to-do list, I check it off. And, and the executive function can often be hijacked by the excitement center of the brain, the amygdala part of the brain, or the limbic oh. system. And the people who call us for help are often ADHD, which could be called executive function dysfunction. Okay. They are, they are right brain creatives. Yes. <laughs> they are artistic, musical, creative, social. They have friends. They love being out. They are, yes, yes. Um, they, <laughs> they are drawn to, to beauty, to the aesthetic. Mm. When they, when and they get to home an, and from, to an emotional state of mind, right? So there's more and, emotions and, and, and to going. The, yes, it's, it, there, there's a lot of emotions, and sometimes the emotions are hard to manage. Heck yeah, oh, overwhelming. Yes. So, so when there's a lot of clutter, it's often the result of having a lousy relationship with time, mm-hmm. not having an internal time clock, a lot of people don't know how long it takes them to do anything. They're not aware. There's folks that need people like me know they have a sense that, you know, I can wake up, get dressed, and walk out the door in 45 minutes. Whatever, whatever, we t- whatever the story is. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not taking into account the transition from waking up to uh, jumping in the shower, from jumping in the shower <laughs> to... Um, oh, my God, that's uh, so true. Looking at email, getting dressed, feeding ourselves or somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. We have we have like five tasks. We have to wake up. We have to shower. We have to get dressed. We have to eat, and we have to walk out the door. Those five tasks. Each one of those, in and of itself, and I don't mean to sound silly about it, but each of those tasks are a project. True. Oh my because goodness! Because in order to get never <laughs> thought of it, clean clothes. Never thought of it that way. I was thinking the other day how I used to be able, when I was a kid or when I was in my twenties, to get out the door in forty-five minutes. It doesn't happen anymore. No, that's for sure. Because <laughs> there's, I and think there are steps along the way I didn't need in my twenties that. I now need. Sure. <laughs> Plus, you're getting text right. messages from people, phone calls. Interrupted. Facebook. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, wait, let me check Facebook yeah. really quick. Yeah. Yes. Along and with. again, well, okay. the significance Perfect. of if we don't have that internal clock, then, then when we look at Facebook, there's not an internal clock that's telling us when to stop. Exactly. And then you fall down the, the rabbit hole. So what does clutter do then? Clutter makes you feel that you're always behind the eight ball. Yeah. Clutter mm-hmm. makes you feel that, that, I mean, you're frustrated with yourself because another day the clothes are still sitting in the dryer. Yes. Um, or on the bed. Clutter makes us feel broke because we can't find anything, so we buy something. We buy it again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, so all these feelings, I, 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 my book is called Psychic Debris. Crowded closets, the relationship between the stuff in your head and what's under your bed. Ooh. And and, and (laughs) in it, I describe all of the ways in which the, the, you know, the rabbit hole isn't, I'm just, I'm just looking at more Facebook pages. The rabbit hole is, I'm a piece of shit. There must be something wrong with me. How can, how come I can't do this because my friends can do this yes why you know i'm always being criticized for being late and so it just sets up the cycle of of psychic debris just all this negative crap that runs through your head Mm. more clutter and it's it's psychic clutter yeah yes so when people get so after we transform a physical space 
Things have been donated. They, they, our clients have worked through the, the emotional stuff. Some of the emotional stuff, when I think about emotional mismanagement, right? So among the executive functions, one of them is emotional management. Yes. And, and from what I see, emotional mismanagement can come in the form of, but I may need it someday. Yes, oh I do that. I have clothes okay. from the 80s. So, so, so follow this thread. Follow this thread. So we have an object in our hand that we may need someday. Mm-hmm. And there are, two, there are two unknown variables with this. Okay. One, we're not identifying someday. So we have this thing that we may need someday, but we don't identify what someday has to be. And what I think is every moment that we're alive, it's always someday. Someday just happened a minute ago. Ooh. Oh. Deep. Someday is going to happen in five Very. minutes. Yeah. Are you, are you following that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's always someday. Right. Yeah. So well, not there only will do we always not know. Be. Yes. There will always, it's always someday. Yes. It's always later. So not only do we not know what someday has to look like in order for this thing to come into use, but then there's a fear that if we let it go and someday appears and we don't have this thing anymore, then something not good is going to happen. But we can't identify that either. Wow. So we can't (laughs) identify someday and we can't identify what not good thing will befall us if I don't have this thing. I feel like I'm at there. It could be... There's magical, there's magical thinking connected yes. to this. There's stories. Story. Oh, yeah. All right. I think it's right. stories. Okay. I think it's a story of, see, I knew I shouldn't have let it go because you may <laughs> have had that in your life 10 years ago, or it may have happened to a friend or, or a parent. So it's, um, it's, it's emotional mismanagement. And when we are having a hard time of letting go of the future, that which we may need someday, I see that as fear-based. Totally. Then we have the group of items that we hold on to because of how it entered our life in the first place. Oh, the ex-boyfriends, the ex-friends. This is, the, yeah, this is. <laughs> Mardi Gras. They, these, like my, my clients will say, but the they reverie. say, these are my mother's memories. Yes. And I go, no, those are the trays she brought from the old country. Mm. <laughs> the, the use, the use of the, the reality trays are in your heart and mind. Oh. Yes. So we're afraid to, or, or the guy who didn't want to get rid of the concert t-shirts. How will anybody know I used to be cool? <laughs> right. <laughs> But again, it's all story. Yeah. It's all story. Right. So talk, the yeah, story, story we say about ourselves. So, And I've heard clutter, you know, I've heard people who handle clutter um, in other, you know, on, on TV shows and so forth say, well, get rid of those things and take a photograph of each of them or in a collective and hold on to those. But then I've got an awful lot of clutter of photos. Oh, so do I, yeah. So so what do you do? I mean, one thing can lead to another, you know, one sure. clutter can lead to another pile of clutter. So. You just talk people through stuff. You just meet people, not just. My, my goal is to meet people where they live. Literally, because you must, no, you no must come up. Fits all here. You no. must come up against resistance. Oh well, my gosh! Well, they wouldn't yes. have called me. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> calling me to come in. Oh, Means, you know, it was an interesting when we called you um, the second time. That it was an interesting. Yeah, half of us were okay. Let's do this, and the other half was very resistant. And suspicious. Yeah. And then um, when when the helpers came, <laughs> who I kept saying, they're so awesome. You're going to love them. The her helpers came and they came always with a smile on their face, ready to go. Yes. It's hotter than heck. And they just held everybody's hand and came up while with solutions. They decluttered. Yeah, <laughs> while they decluttered, they're like, just let us do this. And then here's the solution. And then everybody was in a good mood. Yeah. Because they just I mean, want to die eventually. They're, don't they're, they? They're, you know, they are, they are, 
they have reached that tipping point. And there's always three piles. One is get it the hell out of here. One is that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. And the other one is the pile of ambivalence. Oh, I don't know. Yes. And so we help talk them How through the I don't know decisions. Yes. And we help we help we help them stay accountable to their goals. It's, it's like, what is the goal for this space? Do you want to park your car here? Do you want <laughs> to um, do you want to have a place to paint? Oh, oh, um, crazy! Do you want to do you want to entertain? Yeah. Do you, you want to live? Do you want to sleep? Everybody's got a reason why they want to declutter. Yes. And so. Or many we, reasons. It, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's holding. Well, if you hold on to this, which is perfectly reasonable, will it allow you to do X ultimately? And so maybe there have to be harder decisions to make. So uh, it takes time for sure. So it does actually take some time for people to think through what it is they're looking for or what it is. That, see, part of I think it's taking time when you're in the middle of feeling that your life is full of clutter. You stop and say, well, how, what, isn't everything here important? As you were, as you were just saying, actually. Um, but there must be a way of helping people know what's important they, and what isn't. Her helpers were really good with that with me. Um, they, like, talked me through it. Like, well, why, why do you want to hold on to that? And what does that mean to you? And, and it was a mini therapy session, it felt like. Like, mm. okay, do I really need that? Like she said, do I really need that to think of my childhood? No, you know what? It is in my right. Right. This is good. And somebody else out there could really benefit from this somebody could be oh, happy and find nice. it you know like oh i've been looking for that doll <laughs> <laughs> you must right. have ways of helping people let go then uh, you know so much of it is just talking them through where they validate. where they are in their life yeah you validate you validate our feelings so it sounds like also and, bringing and them back to the present moment yes Rather than living in their yeah, and, future or their and, past. Well, and that's key. Because if you have one hand in the future, you're afraid of letting go of what you may need someday. And you have one hand in the past, you're afraid of letting go of what you believe identifies you. Oh, right? Your old story. You have, is you're, huge. You're, 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 you have your hands, the, your fear of the future and your fear of the past. Is, is keeping you in a very cluttered and fearful present. It is. Yes. It is. And yeah, you're always anxious. You're always, yeah, everything you describe, it's, it's a very overwhelming feeling. You feel bad about yourself. And that's part, yeah. that's the philosophy of living in the now, that, that we only have the now to function in and to act in the we can't, act, we can't act in the past. We can't act in the future. We can make plans, but it's the now that we have to step into. It's so important. Very um, powerful. Yeah. And, and then I have to, again, I have to mention that your, your helpers are amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I, well, I we call them organizers. organizers. Um, yes, your organizers. that's what they are. Yes. And okay. then there's always a lead organizer and then the organizer assistants and um i called them helper i mean to me they they helped me beyond just organizing they were just like literally holding <laughs> i felt are they the elves they did yeah and you know i i i had them booked for one day and then i had them come for a few hours the next day and i just i felt it was it was definitely an event i felt like we went through something something amazing together that um I, I forever i will remember them and i just I, I i give you so much credit for picking the right people to be your organizers <laughs> thank you what do you what do you say to someone who's grieving and they're holding mm. on to absolutely everything and perhaps mm. years after the passing of someone they love really good yeah well, I mean, 
there's not one thing I say mm-hmm. because it's who who is this person, mm-hmm. and so right. I, I don't. I personally don't think there's a problem with keeping a lot. If there's room, you know, it's it's it's. What do you <laughs> want to make room for in your life? Ah. And and will one item represent? Will a handful of books represent? Well, a couple of articles of clothing. I know I, I, I worked with many women who they kept a mom's um, sweater or blouse just because it smelled like her. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it's just a very, you know, all of these ways in which the past becomes our present, um, it's a very personal thing. And, right. and so... I, and so you're really you know. respect you're really respecting the person. I think there are people who think someone who declutters will come in and just throw things yes. away and they will lose control. I think that's the initial feeling that people that I've uh, recommended this to think mm. that like I'm just going to have to get everything thrown out. No, I'm like no no, no. they will <laughs> they will they well, will walk you. Well, you know, through. it's not the organizer's stuff. No. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's not our stuff. Right. And and what we care more about is leaving you with a good feeling. Yes. And, and you know, we're very much about, um, you know, a lot of clients will say, isn't this beautiful? And my response is, well, if you like that kind of thing. <laughs> You're honest. I don't want to influence you in any way, shape, or form to keep it or to, or to offer it to me, which happens a lot. That weird-looking oh, argument. Take, oh, my goodness. You take it. Yes. Yeah. And and you make like, it. I don't, I don't say I don't say that's my favorite color. <laughs> and you make it easy too. There's like uh, I was I was I've been telling people that, you know, you'll find the excuses like, um, well, this thing is broken, but I'll fix it. And one day, yeah. And so <laughs> I'll get around. The organizers help me with that. With some of it, it's like you know what? It's it's beyond. It's beyond repair. Let's <laughs> just get rid of it. Gonna. Or else we worked on it together, and guess what? It's working. So, I'm just you're just bringing up so many things that I've felt or been through, or maybe I'm going through to a certain extent. I was even thinking about when I when I moved from my old house to my new house. There had been a pot that my mother had given me, and one of my poor cats knocked <laughs> knocked some heavy candle on top of the pot, and it broke. And I held on to it for all the years I lived in that other house. Uh-huh. And when I moved, I finally went, you know what? I remember that my mother gave me this. I remember what it meant to me. And I threw it away because there's no way I was ever going to glue it back together. There's no way. Right. <laughs> and that's, so yeah. finally, right. 13 years later, but I you managed. Did it. But wow. So, Regina, do yeah. you do meditation? Do you, how do you keep centered? Or what is your spiritual yeah. path? Yes, uh, I do. I'm uh, so I. I created a habit years ago, maybe 30 plus years ago. Um, I, I always wake up uh, a good two and a half, two to two and a half hours before I have to get out the door. And um, in that two and a half hours, uh, I, I, I shower, I, I get the bathroom stuff, you know, get hair and makeup and then um, coffee is on by the time I wake up it's ready and then I I return to what I call my horizontal office my bed Ooh. oh and uh, and I bring with me my computer and I pull out of my bedside table the tray that I keep my journal and my meditation books Ooh, yes and then I um, I do email, I do whatever I need to do on the computer, need or want to do on the computer, and then I close it, and then I get out my books in my journal, and um, I read and I write probably four to five times a week, 
And (laughs) out of all the things that have passed through my life, (laughs) (laughs) Um, what I have not ever decluttered myself of are um, 30 years worth of spiral notebooks. I was going to say that, yeah. All right, yes. I did that once and I feel vindicated here. <laughs> I was asked to throw away my journal once when I ended a relationship and that was like ripping my heart out. They well, one, one of my partners had uh, read my journal <gasps> and I did not journal for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. That's, that's huge. I have met, and, and I, I've met several yeah. people who will not journal for fear of someone else reading it. Yeah. So, well, that tells you a whole thing because yeah. somebody shouldn't. Yeah, they should. I not. get that, That's but true. also, I, but I also had um, a very, very good friend at that in those years. It was it was when I was going to graduate school, and I was able to share everything with ah. her in email, and um, I so I see that as a way to suffice. Um, the need to express. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. You sound like a woman who likes ritual. I'm or you've very made or made, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you've made friends with ritual, and yes, I. That's yeah. Funny. Well, that's I mean, one that's of my good. favorite rituals every month <laughs> yes. is at the close of the month. I get all of my receipts that I've been stuffing into an envelope yes. and I, I put them together <laughs> by category and I even cut them so they all are the same size. Oh, and, um, the real one is happy. No, but that's okay. It's hysterical. I crack myself up <laughs> on the 31st of every month and then I paper clip them together. Each category has a little post-it <laughs> note with the category. And yes. then I put a bigger post-it note for the month. <laughs> and I right. just did that yesterday. And, and, um, and you feel good afterwards. <laughs> well, I feel that if anybody needed a receipt, <laughs> which nobody's ever needed a receipt. You're like, uh, here it is. I have it. Oh I have this rebellion against, against um, being that organized. I just... I don't, I try not to do two things the same way in the morning. It's, yeah, I have my routine, but I switch it up. It's as if I, boy, I've never really said this out loud. So here I am saying, (laughs) it's just this fear. And I eat the same thing every day. Oh my goodness. It's it's some (laughs) fear of not, of, of losing creativity is what it feels like to me, but I have no idea what that says. What that says about me? Yeah, there's just little rebellions yeah. through the day. I'm a I'm an exceedingly creative person, and, I, and yes. I'm very left brainy because of the linear, the executive function part of my brain. But mm-hmm. um, to be uh, a self-employed, uh, to be successfully self-employed or entrepreneurial, you you got to get creative. Oh yeah. And, 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 and organized. And you've won, you've won some awards, <laughs> yeah. right? You've won awards for your own entrepreneur. Oh, please talk about those. I get, I get, I get recognized um, yeah. in really cool ways. Yeah. Like uh, what? Well, <laughs> let's see. I keep making the, um, the top ten list of, uh, of a um, not entrepreneur... I mean, you know, it's local stuff. I, I was uh, uh, in Los Angeles. We have um, CBS Channel 2 and KCAL 9. Yes. Um, and uh, I, was, I was on their top 10 list. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, and, um, you know, I just, I... I you're a busy yeah, woman. Know. You, just, you, <laughs> have, you know what? Going. We need we yeah. need to go to your website absolutely. And what is that website that's again? That's a beautifully clear, oh, yeah. clean. Talk about a clear path. Uh, it's a beautiful website. It's inviting. Thank you. Very inviting. And can you say your website to everyone? I mean, it's pretty obvious, but <laughs> your uh, your your website is uh, a clear 
Path, P-A-T-H dot com. Yeah. A clear oh. path. And it's in, I, it, it's, it's forever stayed. Path. Exactly. Yeah. It's forever <laughs> stayed in my mind. And when, yeah, when I'm talking to people, I'm like, it's a clear path dot com. Oh, that yes. makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> what else would it be? <laughs> and you had you, you in your books, you have a couple of books or. Well, I have um, the third edition of my book, Psychic Debris. Mm, I wish I got autographed. Uh, <laughs> it's easily found on Amazon, and it's um, it's a workbook, it's a journal, and uh, ooh, it's just it's a lot of what I talk about here. Yes. Do you ask people to and do some work before they before you come to see them? Hell no. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, she, but she are there. They you're would. There they wouldn't do. be calling me. Exactly. Well, here's or, the only thing I ask. Here's the only thing I ask of people. It's to stand in their space and start letting go. That's mm. huge. That's really Just huge. Start, start that emotional journey. It's, it's to start changing the way they think about stuff. It's to think about changing the story. Change because your story. everything in our life has a story. Mm-hmm. It's, to, it's to change how... They're thinking about their present circumstances, but it's really a lot of it is to shift the thinking away from the psychic debris. Right. And into a more healthful consciousness. If, if that's part, I mean, we do what, what we do, what we can, we do what's possible. Exactly. And so the book, the third edition of the book has um, sections on on developing these these developing positive affirmations. Oh, um, yes. I I was a I was a um, big fan of Louise Hay. Oh and, yeah, very much so. Um, yes. You can heal your life. Changed my life three different times over a period of thirty years. And um, yes. And I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And I'll tell you why. Because I the like two him. takeaways I got from that book, um, one is the mantra, conceive, believe, achieve. Conceive, believe, achieve. And the, and the other thing he wrote is that the only control that I have in my life is my perception of things. Yes. I cannot control for anything else. And I think... Cognitively, we understand that. We do, yes. But in our actions and in our, in, in, in our everyday interaction, we forget. And when I finally owned that, I read Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, about a year into my, um, in that first year. Uh, and I was just... It was a light bulb that never went off. Oh, I love those and moments. I, I, it, was such, it was such a profound moment. And so it, it changed my thought about what is a successful business owner. For a long time, a successful business owner didn't borrow money from her dad. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <You know? But. laughs> it was how I chose to think of what is success. Yes. So... This concept that the only control I have is my perception, that helps me in traffic, that helps me um, in difficult situations, because it becomes not a difficult situation. It, if it's a difficult situation, it's my perception that this is difficult. Yeah. Instead of my perception that this is an amazing teaching experience. <laughs> I, love the, I love those moments. Love I've been that. using those. Can, That's uh, very empowering. Thank you. Yeah, I needed to. Actually, I needed to hear that. Very as always, the so. universe gives yes. me gives us what we yeah, need. Yeah, if you think it's impossible, you're not going to get past that point. Yes. yes. Is it so? Is it possible? Uh, is it okay if Inanna draws a card for you, a tarot card? Or, sure. Oh, you would like? Okay, I will do that. I was also thinking tips, but <laughs> maybe that's how we <laughs> how we close today. Um, so I am shuffling cards. 
Let's see what you need to hear today. Now, are these tarot? These are the tarot cards, yes. Okay. Yeah. And I view them as, um, as a spiritual tool, not necessarily about, you know, it's not really about reading your future or fortune telling. It's really about the spiritual tools that come from your own inner wisdom connected to the energy of the cards. All right. <laughs> I just drew the Ten of Pentacles. The Ten of Pentacles actually speaks about family, home, and generations. It actually does speak to the past, the present moment, and moving into the future. And it's the sharing of the wisdom of the grandfather and grandmother and your elders to the current generation, which are often the parents, and then passing that on to the children. And one of the things I love about this card is that the child, that the grandchild and the grandparent sit together because mm. they have so much in common. And it's the parents that may be out in the forefront, um, out there trying to make their living and hold space for a relationship and connect to community around them, but they also are there to take care of their past and take care of their future, which is their elders and their children going forward. So it, and it, it has two dogs in it, but it's, that's kind of that. There's a major symbol that goes through all of the tarot, which are two pillars and that's cruising <laughs> in the that's that's, that's the us. title of our show cruising <laughs> in the light and shadow you're you're cruising or living your life between the light and the shadow and you have to make choices in it's very much about choosing and clearing the path i would say as far as this card is concerned because it's about here's what is here's what the shadow side is here's what the light is and we must make choices in between Huh. Wow, interesting. This is more a card just for you, I believe, than it yeah. is for, about reading reading <laughs> something else. Yeah. It's absolutely talking about you. <laughs> so I wanted to know, uh, Regina, we, are you speaking anywhere? Do you have something that you want to share with the audience other than your website and oh, your yes, book? Yes, please. Uh, well, I am... I, 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 I'm doing uh, a lot of speaking at um, uh, private events for just different groups. Perfect. Um, I'm going to be doing um, a work-life balance talk at the uh, at a women's tech conference Ooh, in awesome. Long Beach in October, and um, I do a lot of local stuff. I am I'm working to create a business where I can do. Um, where I can do training in uh, a corporate setting on time management, productivity, procrastination. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, oh, yes. Uh, to help to help coworkers um, work better with each other. Perfect. And then they can find you at, at a, a clearpath.com. And um, yes. Psychic Debris is your book. And, um, and then I wanted to ask... Um, if uh, Inanna, do you have something oh. coming up? Um, as always, you can find my events on my website, inannamoon.com, I-N-A-N-N-A-moon.com. Um, I have something coming up on August 9th, which is Crossing the Bridge, Messages from Spirit. Um, it'll be a channeling and mediumship evening for people at Indigo Alliance. Uh, bookstore in Pasadena, and also at Indigo Alliance. Um, later in the month, on August 26th, I'm doing an intuitive development workshop, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. I haven't taught intuitive development in a long time, so fun opp opportunity to come back and revisit it. Um, and then one more um, channeling evening on August Friday, August 24th at a place called Open Eye Crystals with my friend Francine Ong. Ooh. Yes. 
And I yeah, have that's cool. These are great. You should they're they're so fun. I love them. Um and then I have just like fun stuff. Um my uh the movie I produced, uh Bad CGI Sharks. <laughs> Our trailer is officially out. So you can check us out at badcgisharks.com and uh keep up with when it's going to either hit the theaters or online or negotiations trailer <laughs> thank you it was so much fun organizing organizing <laughs> um and so uh regina do you is there anything you can share with us to um we usually end with a meditation or a quote and we wondered if you had anything to inspire us even more well, thought. I appreciate you asking me to do that, and and I went to my psychic debris book. Please, and I'm going to read. I'm going to read a, a a paragraph. Perfect. Keep working on changing how you think and talk about your present circumstances and perception of things. I encourage you to really pay attention to every word that's coming out of your mouth. You might want to keep working on it. It's going to be a very dedicated mindset. You've got to trust the process and be patient. But really, start choosing thoughts and words that are going to make you feel good about your surroundings and about where you are in your life. It's completely up to you to make these choices first in your head and then, and then to reflect how the shift happens from your head to what's under your bed. <laughs> I know that you're safe in these changes. You can handle change easily. Oh, yeah. That's just, oh, yes. That's, <laughs> like, that's like a blessing. Yes. I appreciate Thank that you. very much. Thank you so much, Regina Lark from A Clear You're very Path. welcome. Um, so Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll have to have you back and see how you keep changing and organizing the world. <laughs> I will say and that. It's really a great pleasure speaking with the both of you. This oh. was a lot of fun. Oh, Thank I'm you. so glad. By the way, that card that I read for you is a 10, which means it's a kind of like a new year and a new start and a time of renewal. So mm. blessings to cool. you going Very forward. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much. All right. Take good right. care. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you. you. too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And so I want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to thank Paul Preston for being our engineer. And um, I want to thank David Shostak for the music. Thank you. I just met him. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and thank you for joining us in Cruising in the Light and Shadow. I am Inanna Moon. I am Sheila Kicha Marie, reminding you that love is everywhere. Our lives touch everyone and everything. Please go forth in love. Om Shanti. Be a peaceful soul. <laughs> <laughs>